This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hi there, and welcome into episode 27 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman. And this is a big episode for us, a tentpole episode, if you will. But before we really dive into all this, let's welcome in our PSP crew. We'll do a roll call. Saruti is out in Bristol. What's up? How we doing? Freeze Pops alongside me here in St. Louis. How you doing, Tom? Hey, guys. So back in May, we did the very first Small Talk episode. It was, I think, the very first iteration of the cool No One Cares Power Rankings. And since that first episode, every single time we've put out a podcast, we get inundated with the same question. When are you guys going to get Rosillo on the pod? So we finally were able to make it happen as a holiday treat to you, our great listeners, who we've absolutely loved building the Small Talk community with. Here is our gift to you. Ryan Rosillo. Rosillo, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. What's up? Nothing. You caught me uh, my least favorite part of the day, and that's driving back home. <laughs> so, uh, so great. Yeah, good. Yeah, no. So we, we should see how this is going. And I'm to the point where I'm sort of comfortable enough driving back without using solutions, but I always like to just double check traffic and all that kind of stuff to see how I'm doing. So I'm going to be doing this blindly because I'm going to be on the phone. All right, Ryan. Well, as you navigate your way through the streets of L.A., that's actually where I wanted to start with you. So you've been out in California for a while. And before you made the move, the three of us were kind of asking ourselves, is Rosillo going to go all Cali on us? Are we going to see him morph into L.A. Ryan? And I actually got to see you for a hot minute when I was out in California a few months ago. And I did notice some changes in you. You know, you seem happier, less stressed. You certainly had a tan going on. And it seems like Cali Ryan is adapting really well. However... With any move, there are some negatives. So, what's the worst part about living in LA and you can't say the traffic? That's the only thing. I mean, I just so you understand how bad it is, it is that bad. And that everyone goes and says, Oh, where are you living? Oh, okay. How long? Like, the first thing you do when you talk to somebody out here is everybody has to kind of give each other their driving resume. Like, Oh, is it that bad? Really? Oh, did you do 405? Like, oh, okay, by that time of day, you're probably in the clear. But like, oh, my gosh, are you doing that five days a week? If I had to do what I do one or two days a week, five days a week, I wouldn't live here. I wouldn't. So um, I didn't answer the question to the rules that you wanted me to. So <laughs> I feel like I have to come up with something else. Um, you know, this part actually doesn't bother me that much, but I knew it was going to be part of it, is that there is a lot of, like, stuff that happens that never happens which is probably better than never having a prospect of that, which is what it was in Connecticut. I never met anybody where I felt like, okay, this is going to be really, really interesting and that we could work on this project or something like this will happen. Like, that just was never, ever going to happen whenever I was a child. So I do think that the cool part of being out here is that that is a possibility. But there's a lot, like, guys really like to have lunches that go nowhere out here. <laughs> and so... And then there'll be times where I get invited to something where I think this is going to be this great opportunity and, oh, wow, you know, this, this, that. And then by the end of it, I realize, like, there's there's a bit of a trick that was played, and now, actually, they're not interested in anything that I'm doing or anything I'm working on. They want a favor from me. And that's the part where I'm at a stage in my life where I just go, you know what, like, let's just, I don't, I don't need to drive across town to have a meeting where I'm supposed to get you you know, someone's phone number or getting an interview with you. With, you know what I mean? Just because you want to interview Danny Cannell doesn't mean that I'm going to do it for you. <laughs> I'm surprised by that answer because I thought it was going to be for sure that you don't get to see Steve every day. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, I'm still bugging it up on the phone. Like, you can True. always tell when I'm pretty lonely that I'll call <laughs> Rudy. 
about a segment idea. And I got a good story like, the other night, you. too. What's that? I got a good story the other night, too. Yeah, I know. I know. That was terrible. That was terrible. I, uh, cool, guys. I'll share it here. <laughs> no, I'll go ahead. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the other night I was back east, and I, I stopped into campus. I said hello to nobody. I was there like two hours. And I did the podcast with Saruti, and then I got out of there. And then I drove up to Boston because I had some stuff going on in Boston. And there used to be this hotel, which I will not name, that was on Newberry that was just the bomb. Like, it was the best hotel. A bunch of people hung out there. It was kind of a place to be seen. And it definitely hasn't been that the last few years, but it's still a place I haven't stayed at forever. So it was right in town where I wanted to stay. So, you know, I'm just going to stay here. And I checked in, and I go, wow, now I know I no one ever stays there anymore. So I'm kind of doing the late dinner, have a text out to somebody, and he's like, look, meet us out. And I'm doing the, oh, man, i got to fly back to L.A. tomorrow. So I really want to deal with this. And I'm kind of hoping he doesn't text me soon enough so that I can just say, hey, I'm going to bed. And that's exactly what happened. So then I can't really fall asleep. I finally fall asleep at, like, midnight. At 12.30, I hear shrieking from this woman screaming in the hallway, help, he's trying to heal hurt me he's, he's trying to kill me help me he's trying to kill me and it was so weird and i'd finally fallen asleep so i was like a deep enough sleep when it happened that i thought it was a dream i thought it was this awful scene from a dream and so i drag I, you know i throw in some like lululemon pants or whatever and i run to the peephole because i hear it and it's this naked woman 40s totally naked like wandering up and down the hallway like the scene out of a horror movie screaming over and over again, help me, help me, he's trying to he's trying to kill me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? So I open the door, and she kind of lunges at me. Let me in. Just walk to that end of the hallway, walk to that end of the hallway away from whatever it is, and I'm going to come out and help you, but let me call security first. But don't come in my room because, you know, I, my luck. You should be like, oh, this guy kidnapped me. So <laughs> I call, and I'm like, and I actually got nervous, and I wasn't, you know, I was telling my friends about it, and they were like, were you scared? I go, yes, I was scared, and I was nervous because I'm in this, you know, deep sleep, but I hadn't gone out or anything, so I was just like, whoa. I'm like, oh, what, what is going on? So I go, hey, you got to come up to the floor right now. There's a naked woman. She's running around saying somebody's trying to hurt her, and then as I go back, I hang up, and I go back to the door. I hear all sorts of stuff breaking in the hallway, smashing glasses, and she started chucking stuff at, like, the wall and my door and the door next to me from this room service tray or a couple of them that were set out there. So now I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to grab, put shoes on because I don't know what I'm going to have to deal with. And as I open my door up, she's now on the ground, on her back, still naked, yelling, he's trying to, he's trying to hurt me. And it was a man holding her legs. And he wasn't actually dragging her back in the room. He was just sort of holding the legs up as if it looked like he was trying to drag her in, but he couldn't really do it. And she wasn't really fighting. And she was so out of it. He was out of it. It's clear they'd both been out. But then you kind of jump into that mode of like, all right, this looks terrible, but I don't know 100% like what I should do other than make him stop, break it up. So I yell at him. I'm like, you got to stop. you got to stop. I didn't want to get in an altercation with him. I didn't want to go into his room. I didn't want to touch him. And I was just trying to get her away from him again. But then she kind of kept running back at him to like yell at him as I was breaking him up. So I, I get him broken up. I try to walk her away. Somebody finally comes up from security, and I said, just get her away from him. And then he's just looking at me, and he goes, she's a really bad drunk. 
I was like, okay, well, Jesus, maybe, you know, it was the same thing. It's like, I honestly, I know how bad it looked. I know how weird it sounded, but I never, she didn't have any hit. Like, she wasn't hit on the face. There were no marks. So I didn't really know what was going on. And um, I just kept looking at him, and I was like, you guys, what the hell's going on here, man? What's up? And he was just like, uh, we've been out. We've both been out very late, and we were arguing. And I was like, all right, fine. And then the manager come up, and that's what I saw. I thought, you know, I didn't see anything other than that when she was on her back, but then she kept, like, running at him, and there's broken glass and stuff smashed everywhere. And um, they're like, okay, well, we're not going to call the cops. I was like, oh, really? Okay, that seems weird. And then the cops do show up, and they knock at my door after I go back to bed because they then interview me. And the cops are like, what do you think? I go, I never actually saw him hit her. I looked really bad, but I don't know what you can do here. And it was actually a very, you know, all the stuff that we talk about and all the things that happen now, it was a very, like, eye-opening experience. That, like, even the cops are looking at me, and I was kind of looking back at them. I go, I don't really know, like, what do, you, do whatever you want to do, but I don't really know. Like, I don't want to be the person that ends up him getting a charge on him when I don't know if he did anything. I just don't other than she was running around like crazy. And then, of course, she comes back upstairs and starts yelling at the cops, saying, leave him alone, that he's amazing. He's an amazing man or something like that. So I was like, oh, here we go. So that was my night in Boston. Good time. Sounds wild. Back in Boston. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, stuff like that just happens to you, Ryan. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I just feel like that, like, t- that, like you tend to be around situations that are insane like that. I don't know why. So when you called me yeah, and told me that, no, I was like, true. oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's definitely true, and I don't know. I don't know why, and, you know, people can make jokes or whatever, and I get that, but, like, this wasn't even, like, weird stuff happens to me when I'm not even doing it. Like, I'm not, I wasn't, I seriously was watching an HBO documentary on my laptop by 11 o'clock, and, like, I didn't even want to go out. So it wasn't even, like, a, oh, hey, you know, ended up in an Uber, and it's just this funny story or something like this. Like, no, it was, I was trying to go to bed, but I, I'm telling you, it was, really scary because I didn't know what I was going to be dealing with. I didn't know what kind of danger she was or wasn't in. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I feel like even telling the story that it's going to turn into something where I was supposed to do 10 other, other things. And I would just remind everybody, like, no one's better at telling you how they would have handled it than the person that wasn't in the situation. That's fair. Hey, I'm going to take a hard right turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Wow. Um, all right. So it's it's interesting to me, like, because you were talking before about how, you know, you take L.A. is about a lot of meetings and that's like such the opposite of your personality. I feel like you hate wasted time. I know you hate wasted time. You hate when people don't have any sort of agenda. Like you you always want there to be a purpose to things. Um, so that's funny to me that you're like in this lifestyle in L.A. now where like it's all about just like kind of like going out to lunch and not actually being productive when you are like one of the most productive people that I know. Uh, yeah, you know, but here's the thing, like I. I really want to do this and move out here for a while. I mean, this is something I've been thinking about for a few years. It wasn't just everything that happened towards the end of the ESPN. Um, and, you know, over the last six months or now final years of ESPN, and it's been a year since I've actually done the show, which flew by, I knew what, um, I, you know, I knew, I knew what was going to be challenging about it. I knew the things that I wasn't going to love about it. But that's just playing the game out here. Like you can't. I don't. Yeah. I don't do enough. Honestly, like I should do way more. I should have a membership to Soho House. I should be should. stopping by and getting coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should be doing all of those things all of the time because at least the really cool advantage that I had moving out here, as opposed to a dude who just graduated and said, "Oh, I want to be in television." Um, you know, the cool thing is I do have a lot of people that want to meet with me, and 
they legitimately really loved what I did or what I'm doing now with the podcast. So, yeah, I mean, it's a really good point because Serena knows me better than anybody. But I, I you know, I'm willing to, to play the game, you know, for a while. But obviously, I would want, I would well, want to spend let, let me five ask you years this. not having meetings. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What's easier, doing a daily sports talk show or trying to, you know, write a show and pitch things to different people and networks? Oh, uh, man. I don't I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of a hard one. I mean, because you think of the odds of getting a radio show with your name on it and doing it for 10 years on the biggest network in the country, like, that's not easy to do. So I feel like I've done that. Yeah, I actually think that's harder, even though I haven't done the other thing. So I don't want to sit here and assume. Like, I think it's really hard, too, to just go, hey, I'm going to bang out this script, and then everybody's going to love it. It's one thing to get hired to write on a show. It's another thing to be so um, so good at what you do that you create something. And there's people that have been doing this their entire lives that have never done something that's been created out of their own, and they were their own showrunner, and then they made all this money because, you know, uh, I mean, it doesn't happen for a lot of guys that way. But I, I think sometimes I take for granted how hard the ESPN part was, and maybe that's why I'm more motivated to, to come out here and try to do this because I, I did something already that was pretty hard. So I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid for thinking I could go two for two, but I guess that's that's where I'm at. Ryan, you mentioned that it's been about a year since your show ended. What's up, man? <laughs> I've been sitting waiting for my shot here. Uh, so, you know, I just moved to St. Louis to work with Michelle, and, you know, I'm trying to come up with ideas every day, and you have all these good ideas that aren't getting daily use anymore. So before I steal the ideas, I wanted to ask, is it okay if I just steal <laughs> a bunch of your old ideas that are just laying around not getting any use? <laughs> Uh, Keep it in the family, you know. Yeah, um, I got, I got, a, I got a list. Yeah, give me, give me a list of a couple, and I'll tell you which ones you can have and then which ones that I, okay. I plan on maybe using. Okay, All right, uh, go ahead. Monday's headlines today. You can have it. Oh my nice. god, yes. Because, okay. Um, That's a good one. Football did it, and they did it literally word for word. And then I kind of, I said something about it, and they were like, "Oh, not all this stuff is the same." <laughs> and then Cowherd started doing it. And he told me he got it from Brian Williams. Van Pell and I started doing it like nine years ago. So that one's been, it's been regurgitated so many times that nobody's quite sure who they stole it from. So I, uh, I, everybody can have that one. Okay, so go ahead. That, that's good. Yeah, I was going to say, Brian Williams, like NBC Brian Williams? Wow. Yeah, NBC Brian Williams. But like, Brian Williams said that he invented it. Nobody knows what to do with that now. Yeah, but he's so, a liar. Whoa. That was the, I already made that joke, sort of, and then you just went for the, the sledgehammer to the forehead. Are you surprised by that? Of it. <laughs> right, say, no. Yeah. The touch of a <laughs> touch of a lumberjack. <laughs> All right, well, that's that's good. I really like that one. Okay, what about overrated, underrated, properly rated? You can have that one. I, I was off of that after a while. I think everybody always loved the idea of it, and then I, I got sick of putting together the list. So I, I Rudy will tell you, I cooled on that one towards the end anyway. So, yeah, okay, you can have good. that one. All right, well, I'm still hot on it. All right, what about life advice? No. The thing is, is that's not even that original anyway, because I think other people have done it. You know, people relationship advice, this. So doing life advice, you can just go ahead and do it. That wasn't anything that I created. I just wanted to make it very straightforward and normal. Boy, when Danny and I used to do it, I ended up hating doing it because I used to hate Danny's advice to everybody. <laughs> uh, well, in that vein, since we don't get to talk to you every day, we have some life advice questions for you, and there's a reason that we're doing it with you and not with Danny. Ah, there we go. Yeah, Danny, but then Danny would get mad when I would get frustrated with him. 
Because then he would be like, whatever your advice is, just you'd be stupid. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's not really what I say every time. And then he would he would always do this like really nice, like non, like he never cut through. Like the whole point of life advice we were doing on the show was that you had to cut through all the stuff that was like, stop being nice, stop being real. Mm-hmm. So, all right, what do you got? Okay, well, I'll go first. So I have this issue at work, Ryan. I know someone, he's a dude in a professional realm, and I don't see him every day, but I see him enough. And every time I see him, we're chatting, and mid-conversation, he starts winking at me. And it's not a twitch, but I never know how to respond. Do I wink back? Do I acknowledge the no. wink? Like, what do I do no. there? You have to tell me. Okay, well, you don't want to wink back. I mean, <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. Professional <laughs> Are you sure it's not a twitch? I'm positive because I've seen him do it to someone else, and it's a very deliberate wink. So you kind of, it sounds like you don't mind if this guy's winking at you. But you no, don't. I do. I'm very confused. I don't know what it means. Is it, hey, you know, we're going to work on this. Is, prof- is he 80? <laughs> old people wink. He's older, but, he, but he's not 80. He's probably late 40s, early 50s. Mm, that sounds young for a winker. There used to be this <laughs> antique dealer in my town that was really old, and he used to wink at us, but he was, like, almost dead. So, <laughs> and you sure uh, that wasn't a twitch? At that point, you never know. True. So, uh, I would, um, yeah, I, you know what? Maybe Sergey's right on this one. Just give him, like, a power wink back. Yeah. at him and say, do you have something in your eye? Do you need some Visine? Just to really, you know, make him feel uncomfortable because I think any way that I wink back is really just going to send the wrong message. Okay, but if he's winking at everybody at the, at the office... Uh, is it just uh, is it just women, though, or what is the, what's the deal here? So, like, so he because dudes? I don't see him in that many different environments, the, the time I saw him wink with someone else, it was me, him, and another female, all professional. So I can't say if he does it to men, too. I can't confirm. I feel like I want to wink at him, see what happens. Yeah, send freeze pops in as a, a bait, <laughs> as a sexual bait. <laughs> yeah, who is this Because guy? you know what? If freeze pops is anything, it's sexual bait. You're right. Great advice. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of sexual yeah. bait, I have a question for you, Ryan. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty lonely in St. Louis. So I've been swiping. And, you know, as you swipe, you and you swipe right for everyone. You cast a really wide net, and in this net, I've caught you know a lot of different suitors, <laughs> prospects, um, and, and one prospect caught my eye, and we were chatting, and her bio read, uh, let me let me pull it up here. It said down to hang six two chunky but funky, Whoa. and I, my question was, and look, you know, I'm no Leo DiCaprio. How big is too big? Should I just go okay. in? Because I'm 6'2", I'm you're a big not, guy. You're not small, dude. Okay? <laughs> and I think there's an overall freeze-pops conversation that has to do with nothing that we're talking about right now. Is that I know that when I left, and I extended my college thing up until I was like 25, 26. So I was done with school, but I still was bartending at the same bars. And even though all of my college friends were left, I still operated with that mentality. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I got away with it up there because that's just sort of what we did. And nobody cared. It was just sort of this progression. And I was bartender. and I was fun. And everybody liked me. 
and you know I have a cute girlfriend, but I also would nice. like screw around and you know play basketball and not call her back, and she'd be like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'd be like, "What's wrong with you?" I'd play pickup hoops. Like we had a good run. Our <laughs> our team was running. Like how? Like why are you hassling me? She like you missed lunch with my my sister, and you know like what you know. So by I was extremely immature because I had extended my college mentality. So what happened was then when I dropped myself into like the real world, real world, it took me a couple of years to go, Oh my God, like I'm a crazy person to these people. Like I'm not, I'm so immature, even though I'm sort of in the business, like this isn't normal. Like you need to, you need to adjust your whole game. And, um, it also impacted the dating. Cause they're like, what is like, what's this guy's deal? Like, he wants to stand and play Madden all night and listen to Wu-Tang. He's, like, nice. 28 or 29. And he thinks this is, like, that's not, I don't, no girl wants to do this. So I think this is, like, a freeze pop thing of, I know that you're good time Tommy, but <laughs> now that you're more of in the adult real world and have been for a few years, like, you may need to adjust everything before you start worrying about the specifics of how tall somebody on Tinder is. That's a good advice. I like that. But Michelle brings me into these adult situations now that I'm in St. Louis. I think I operate decent. I think I hold my own a little bit in these like mid thirties situations. I think you're a little rough. You're you're not you're not the most polished guy I've ever been around, <laughs> which isn't necessarily bad. Uh, I like that you're you know look I. I'm sorry, we had the the old navigator kicking in there. Um, I, you know, the, the New England side of you is, is the side that I always like and relate to. And I go, you know, he reminds me of a bunch of my dudes. But you should be pumped that you're not in a city with nobody because that's where most of us in this career end up, you know, especially getting started, is you end up in all these spots. Like, that's what the weird thing with ESPN for a lot of the entry-level stuff that, like, it blows my mind that some of the younger guys, like, you don't realize that you're not with – like, Cerise never really had to leave home, and he's, what, 30 now? What's up? Yep. Just had his 30th birthday. It's a bummer. Black yeah. Friday was his 30th birthday. Oh, hey, happy birthday. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I know it's tough, but first of all, you're in, you're in St. Louis, one of the most uh, hospitable cities and the nicest breed of people I've ever run into. True. So, you you have a lot of things going for you, and the fact that Michelle's bringing you to these adult things, even though I know you want to still smash it. That's good advice. I'm going to take that, Ryan. I'm going to think about. Yeah, I don't think it was. Well, I mean, what do you? What does Saruti and Smallman think? Now? I actually want to hear you guys talk on this. Well, I actually think Tom should stop being so judgmental and focus on the inside, not the outside, Ryan. So she's that big, huh? <laughs> oh man, man, I didn't want to say it, but I mean, I could send you a pic, I guess. No, you know, I don't want. I want. I, I'm really honest that I want to, but um, man, if I'm trying to. Attractive. You know how I roll. Attractive. Attractive. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. So, Rudy, you're up. All right. So, Rosillo, do you see what Offset and what Offset did to Cardi B over the weekend? Well, I saw a Cardi B video where she wanted credit for not calling out anybody, which was immediately followed by other people on Twitter posting a video where she told the girl to jump off a balcony. So, um, <laughs> not what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, didn't catch that one. No, All right. but that was that was just an aside. I think I have a segment for my podcast coming up on. I got a little Cardi B set. I'm gonna I'm trying to workshop in the car by myself. But okay, so no, what, what happened with that? All right, let me. Up. Yeah, let me explain. So basically, and Michelle, you would probably know this better than I, but the, what I know of the situation, they broke up. They were married. I believe they have a kid together. Married kid. They Her name's Culture. Yeah, yeah, Culture with a K. Now, they they broke up, no longer they married. And Culture with Yankees reliever. Little Correct, known clearly. back there. Um, so basically Offset went on stage at one of her concerts over the weekend with like flowers and with this huge gesture to, sh- gesture to try to win her back. And it went really bad. She didn't want any part of it. Uh-huh. She went on Instagram That's afterwards hilarious. and was like, I don't know how to act. Like, this is weird. I had a similar situation when I was 18 where I, uh, I'll make a long story short. I took a cab like way too far back to try to like make up with an ex-girlfriend. It went horrible. I, my phone died. And she wouldn't talk to me, so I had to walk home, which was like probably at least twenty to thirty miles uh, in the middle of the night. You it, walked it went, twenty to thirty miles. Well, so what happened was I didn't even make it the whole way. A cop picked me up and drove me home to my parents' house and was like, "Hey, your son was like wandering around the streets of Southington, <laughs> um, like clean it up." So it, Were this you is hammered. A, uh, no, no. Which is well, listen, I wasn't hammered. I had had a few beers, which is why I took a cab from college to my hometown. Terrible idea. I but I tried. So the, you were. The, you were, you were bummed out at Quinnipiac. So how far yep. is Quinnipiac from Southington? An hour? It's, uh, it's about 45 minutes. So I took a cab okay. 45 minutes to Southington to because she was a year younger than me. She was still in high school. I was a freshman so in college. She was still in high school. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Out. I thought I thought I was in love. It was mm. it was terrible. It was She's terrible. Hot, though. I've seen a pic. She's um. Yeah, I think it, you know. Listen, it was I. It was worth Wait, it at did the time. Freeze pops just drop in that she's really hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a pic. So, okay. so, let me, <laughs> so I know, and I know, Rusilla, and I don't know if you have shared or want to share. You have a similar type story where you try to make no, this grand. What do you? What is your take about like you know guys? Like if if a guy wants to do that in the future, what what advice would you give to them about doing something like that? I think a lot of us deep down, when you're doing something like that, you kind of we've seen too many movies, and totally. you know if it's at that stage, it's probably not going to work out. So, you know, I'm all for everybody going after anything and, and giving anything a shot. But like, I knew when I got on the plane. I knew when I rented the car. I knew when I showed up to her school. I knew the second we made eye contact, I was like, this isn't going to work at all. This is a huge mistake. Like, what a terrible, <laughs> terrible mistake. Like, I knew I knew this wasn't going to work out. But the screwed up thing was, for me at that point, like, nothing else was working out. So I thought, like, oh, I'll go back to this thing. That'll, that'll. And, you know, she, she should have said, beat it. Thank God she did. Um, you know, because I probably would have, you know, this is the dumb thing is I probably eventually would have been like, oh, you know what, I regret this. I should have done it. Um, so, you know, whatever. Uh, I I really think that, um, you know, it's it doesn't work. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to work. Unless the girl has no options, she's probably, like, if the girl is not attractive, and, uh, you know, I was lucky enough that this girl was, that going to have so many dudes waiting yeah. to show her a better version of what you offer up especially if you were a bad guy or you just you know broke it off with her or you didn't get along um you know attractive girls aren't gonna are just gonna wait around like that so uh 
yeah, I, 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 go for it, but but have your expectations to check. It's like going to the movies. Like, then, I mean, it's you know, essentially a Hail Mary. Godfather. Yeah, right. All right, Ryan, good advice. So one of the things that we really miss about working with you is us BSing in the studio before the show meeting. You know, you never know what kind of conversations you're going to get into there. So we kind of want to bring it back and play a little game with you. Are you down to play Mary F. Kill? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> round one. But just don't ask me about a bunch of managers and stuff so that next time I have to go to Bristol, people are odd. Uh, like wondering why I was ever attracted to them or they think I want to kill them. So let's, <laughs> Don't let's worry. try to... We got you. We will I not know. put you in an uncomfortable All right. spot. All right. All right. Round we'll take w- Ray off the list. Yeah, Ray's off. Round one, Mary F. Kill, Cersei from Game of Thrones, Shannon from Very Cavallari, or Pam from The Office? Wow. Jeez, what a combo. <laughs> what an incredible combo. We worked on that one for All a while. Right. Well, I can't... Look, I, this has been long documented now. I think Pam Beasley sucks. Um... You know, everybody else would answer this is Mary. And the thing is, is when you watch a show once a week, it's kind of like a long-distance relationship where all you think about is the great things. But now that everybody's binged The Office on Netflix, people are starting to come around to my line of thinking that she's terrible. I mean, every time I watch an episode, she does something else terrible, whether it's not – they didn't want to reveal the gender and then she got impatient and called ahead of time and then drops to Jim that they're having a girl towards the end of the show. I mean, that's so crappy. Forget about – um, toying with Jim the entire time and then blowing it off. And then when Karen's around, she gets all weird. Even before that, the bad girl shows up and she calls the direct line to be transferred to Jim. And then Pam says to Jim, oh, you know, she can call you directly. And Jim's like, what? I mean, you know, or lying about having TMS and missing out on volleyball. But then also being awesome at volleyball at the company picnic, that storyline doesn't even add up. And hell, they actually had to cast her mom a second time. That's how terrible she was. So, uh, I... I've got no time for Pam. So I think I'd marry Searcy because at least I would know somebody would always wow. have my back. Yeah, marry Searcy, wow. hang out with Shannon, um, and I, I no thanks to Beasley. So you would go with Searcy even though she might blow you up or have you murdered at any point? Yeah, but until it Or leave back. you for her brother. Yeah, or for sure leave you for her brother. Yeah, but he's not that tough anymore. He only has one hand. <laughs> That's true. He's soft. I hate that part. Like, the Lannisters rewatching the Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm doing it right and now. appreciating it so much more the second time through. I hate that he's not the total badass that he was in the beginning. Probably he was a bad dude in the beginning, too. But it's good. Uh, King, people, what do you think a night with Shannon would be like? Oh, Jesus, Tom. No, not like That's that. I'm just saying. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, show is kind of tough to deal with. So I don't think you'd like being I, around her. I, you know what I like on that show is uh, Reagan. Oh, totally. Yeah, Best, she's yeah. awesome. Totally. Yeah, and she's. You know what's crazy is a lot of those reality shows. You know, they hair and makeup professional that whole deal. She's way hotter on her Instagram than she's than she even is on the TV show. I, I mean, I was blown away by it. Um, so yeah, big Reagan fan. Uh, here's a, a, a hint and a tip: girls can edit their Instagrams. I'm aware there are filters. <laughs> You know, it's, Wait, it's hard. What? It's hard to filter a reality TV camera. I, I don't know. I don't think. This, I don't think her Instagram is lying. Look mm-hmm. at me sticking up for. Her. Um, okay, no. Mary F. Kill Ryan round two. This is work style. So I don't know if you want to call it intern, uh, co-host, boss, because obviously we're taking the sexual component out of this. But SVP, <sighs> DK, this and Will Cade. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I mean, I can't. You have I can't to answer it 
No. Intern <laughs> co-host boss. How about that? Because you're not oh, saying intern, anything negative. Right. Intern, intern co-host boss, SVP DK Will Kane. All right. There's no way I'm making Canel my boss. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be going on a lot of free trips, though. And he'd be so nice. I mean, he, he'd probably run the company in the ground, but it would be fun for however long it lasted. For sure. No, yeah. but then he would get he would get like weird about some stuff, and then like, <laughs> you know, you, he'd be like, "Oh, what do you mean? I didn't tell you that you were doing something live from from uh, West Palm?" He'd be like, "What?" You know, although West Palm wouldn't be the worst. I was trying not to dump on a city, so I picked one that's actually pretty good. Um, I'd make Will Kane my boss because I think he'd appreciate my talent. Van Pelt, if he were my boss, it would be like just having him as my big brother, which is what it felt like at times, even though he's one of my best friends. So what are my options? Intern, boss, what was the other one? Co-host. Co-host. So we'll go co-host, Van Pelt, Luke and boss, Canel, intern. But ironically, Canel would be worse as an intern than he would be as a co-host or a boss. So I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that one. Maybe Canel would be the best boss. You'd have good swag if he was the boss. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that part. Yeah, but he would. He would. He would keep <laughs> most of it. Yeah. I had a boss like that in Boston, Definitely. where he just everything that got sent there, and there'd be stuff to be sent for us, and he would just keep it. I mean, the guy ended up having like a museum at his house from everything he kept. We just got yes, sent um, a nice uh, XFL package here. Got a nice XFL hat. Oh, you did. Yeah, Tommy yeah. Swags. Look at you. You were telling me things weren't working out in Sable. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't yeah, tell no, me about the hat. No, but yeah, no, the package came today, so it's all up from here. Oh, there you go. Great. Good to hear. <laughs> all right, we're going to do something that uh, you, you like to close with five questions with most of your guests on the podcast, so we're going to close with five questions with you if that's cool. Yeah, all right, that's great. My first one here, um, and I think this, is, this might have been a conversation we've had or we've talked about having, but I want to know a show or a movie idea that you are the most jealous you didn't come up with it or the idea or the concept. Inception, the movie. Is is just oh man, I, you know people that don't like Inception, I'm I'm annoyed with because the fact that they did that much detail about you know studying dreams and how dreams work and tracking their own dreams and talking to dream experts to make those scenes feel like dreams and that in a dream if you think about it, it never really has a beginning or an end the scenes just sort of change. And that's what they kept doing. And they came with this concept of going deeper into the dream. And then this whole company that's based on this thing that, in fact, he kept his wife alive in his ability to dream and kind of construct the dreams the way he needed to. I just thought that was really, uh, really a cool concept. And it must have been awesome to see people in awe of uh, Christopher Nolan and those guys pitch that. I don't know how the pitch went or how, who was in the room and all that kind of stuff, but it must have just been incredible. Isn't the rumor, I don't know if it's a rumor or it's a fact or whatever, but I feel like I've heard this, that the, the whatever company made him make the third Batman movie so he could make Inception. I hear that kind of stuff all the time. Like when I had McKay on, Adam McKay, and I said, is, is it true that the only way you got Big Short done, done in season was Anchorman 2? And I felt like he kind of, without admitting it, admitted like, hey, you know, business is done the way business mm-hmm. is done. I had heard that, but, you know, I don't know. I get lost sometimes. Like I started reading old De La Soul interviews the other day, so I'm surprised I haven't done a deeper dive. It's usually years removed from when something actually happens and you can find out the truth of what happened. So, yeah, it may, it may have been the case because I don't, but at that point, Nolan had done some pretty heady stuff. But, you know, Inception could have been terrible if it weren't for the right budget. 
you know, if you if you weren't going to do it the way they did it. But then it's funny because then everybody liked it and it was artsy and it was different and it was deep. And then as soon as that happens, and people are like, oh, it's it, it's trying too hard. You're like, what do you mean it's trying too hard? Trying to be awesome in an incredibly unique script storyline? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a bunch of losers those guys were. <laughs> Okay, question number two, Ryan. It's pretty well documented a, that a lot of uh, people on social media annoy you. You get annoyed quite often by by tweets and whatnot. But I want to know, we're going to take it positive programming here. Who's one oh, yeah. person on Twitter that you just say, you know what? They're killing it. I actually do think Big Cat's hit rate is really high for a guy that's a volume tweeter. Usually, my history has been that volume tweeters are terrible. <laughs> you know? Yes. They're hoping they hit on like one out of 50 jokes. And if you're... Like, I have a rule now, unless you got grandfathered in, but if you're over 100,000 tweets, I'm not following you. I don't want, I don't want to hear from anybody that much. Nobody. <laughs> so, you know, why do I want to just... Yeah, wasn't PETA course. above, like, that number when that tweet Who? came out a couple... PETA? Wasn't PETA, like, tweet... Like, I remember you Peta tweeted was, something about how they yeah, had so many. Yeah, 100,000 tweets. Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted oh, to update the way... <laughs> they wanted, like, Pass. to no longer use terminology like kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> they wanted oh, to please. update the language. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was one of the, like, nobody was down with it. Everybody was like, this is a joke. But, um, I, by the way, I'm so lost, sort of. And I just had an absolute OG next to me, cranking gin and juice. <laughs> I don't know what town I'm in. Probably Compton. Um, when in LA, dude. Long Beach. No, I'm definitely not in Long Beach. I'm not that lost. I kind of know where I'm going, but i also know that I'm in a place that I've never been before. <laughs> so, I actually, PFT, every now and then, just it's a brilliant tweet. You know, anybody that doesn't understand how smart they are with some of the stuff they're doing. Like, they're funny. They're, they're, they're more than just being different, which is part of their success. And they're more than just being goofy dudes, you know, that can be type humor. There's, there's more there. And, and some of these other people that just try every night. Like, oh, cool, you're watching Monday Night or two? Oh, all the feels. Oh, we don't deserve dogs. Oh, yeah, you know, scream. I'm here for this. Hold my beer. You know, like, I, I just, I can't believe these people tweet this crap all over and over and over. But in a way, it kind of works. Because then I'll look and be like, oh, you know, this person's playing is like killing it. And then they just, you know, like there's a play that it's like, oh my God, I'm so here for this. Like, what, what is that? So anyway, all right. I made it negative. I, w- I want to comment you real quick, Ryan, because I've, I've noticed that on your Instagram, you have opened up more to your sensitive side and your vulnerable side. So I just want to give you a shout out to that. Uh, so Thank I noticed you. Chris Long. I noticed Chris Long said that you know, like there was the picture of you, mood, pictures outside. You know, just L.A. Ryan is very in white. touch with his feelings. Yeah, a lot of black and white. Artistic. Your tank top in a bar. I mean, it's really, it's really well done. That was um, the first post in six months, and <laughs> it was in Vermont at a Christmas party. And I just thought it was funny. But I know that you guys all secretly want, or you believe that I think that that's really, like, I actually deep down wish I could do that. Because yep. you don't give me credit for the part where I think it's kind of funny and making fun of Instagram. So that's fine. Like, we've, we've been on opposite ends of this for a little while. But I will say, uh, I, I really, like, if I hadn't moved, I would still be doing that kind of thing. So... Whenever anybody can label a thing, then they just apply the label to it, and then that's the reason that the thing is happening. When I don't know, I don't, I don't think I'm really that much different. I actually don't think I'm that much different. I guess I'm less stressed about a radio show today. Other than that, I think I'm the same dude. Ryan, if there's one reality show that you think you would thrive on, what would it be? And you can't say ESPN Dream Job. 
because because oh, you already did that, that right? Get I already it? did that. Yeah, right. Because you had the show. Get it? Uh, wow, that's some bad show on me right there. <laughs> no, you don't. Do you really? No, no, you didn't. You didn't do it. I, I saw it on your Wikipedia oh. page, but uh, I know that that's incredible. Oh, somebody, <laughs> somebody put it on. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's actually really funny. I, I appreciate that kind of humor. Um, Thanks. Below deck. But you know, look, I I wanted to go on. I love below deck. Uh, I've watched every episode. I know it's terrible, but it isn't terrible. It's, it's also awesome. And um, I really like the show. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I really wish Andy Cohen would have me on because I think I'd be a great fit on the Watch What Happens Live thing. It's like this different dude, sports guy, who then all of a sudden is obsessed with Below Deck. But I think I'd like to go on Below Deck and talk to the interior, the stews. And just go, hey, you know the whole concept of this thing is that the boat gets rented out for a ton of money and then you have to make them stuff like food and drinks. I, I can't understand how the people on Below Deck are completely like, this would be awesome if it weren't for the part where we had to do the charters. Like, well, let me know when you can find a job that will put you on a luxury yacht where you just get to party in different harbors all the time and everything's paid for. Oh, and you get paid on top of that. So that's the thing with Below Deck. Like, I think if I went on at my age now, and if they had like 6 a.m. turnarounds, there's no way I would go out. I'd be like, all right, I'm not. Like the fact that those kids get up and pop up after a night out like they've had, I, I commend them on their recoverability, if you want to call it that. But uh, yeah, I, I just sort of love, look, I like the water. I like boats. Um, but I would also like to set the stew straight and go, like, what do you think this deal was? Yeah, we have to serve these people a ton of stuff. and It's going to get really annoying. Like, sorry. Uh, Ryan, I think that you should make it your new personal mission to get on Watch What Happens Live. You'd be an excellent guest bartender. Oh, no. I'm not going to be the guest bartender. I'm above that. I'm above oh, you want to be the guest? Oh. Yeah, why? I mean, guest bartender doesn't do anything. He just stands there. That's true. But, I mean, usually he just has Bravo no. celebrities on. Um, no, that's not true. Anderson Cooper was on the other day. But that's his yeah, own that's boy. His boy. They're promoting yeah. their traveling tour. Um, no, they used to have. I remember Will Geist used to go on all the time and they couldn't get better guests. <laughs> um, but guys kind of blown up. There's been some, there's been plenty of guests on. Uh, you know what's great too is that the agent that I used to have when I brought it up, I was like, you know what I'd love to do, and it was right when Andy had first started the show, so it was kind of like, I don't know, I feel like that show's been out almost ten years now, maybe in that eight to ten year phase, maybe not quite ten, but um, the agents are like, oh my god, that'd be great, you'd be perfect for that, crickets, and that's just <laughs> agent 101 right there. If you guys, if anybody listening wants to be an agent, you just when your sports client who doesn't have his name on a show at ESPN calls and says he wants to be on the new Bravo reality show recap deal with Andy Cohen, um, just tell him it's a great idea and then never get him on. <laughs> like, and I was dumb enough to go, oh, that's cool. And my mother called. I was like, yeah, I think he's going to get me on. He really likes the idea. She's like, oh, my God, you're going to be hilarious. What are you going to wear? It's been 10 years. <laughs> what would you have worn? Back then, probably a super baggy dress, dress shirt. That I would have sold last year on Poshmark. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, it really wasn't we as tried. successful as we anticipated. No, we really had high hopes. We had we had launched this whole program, and uh, it didn't it didn't quite crack the way we had hoped it would. What Especially after the, after the success of Out of Rotation Wednesday, you yeah, think totally. people would want that merch, but I guess not. Guess not. Yeah, what we really should have done is that we knew that my my market that I was selling to 
they weren't on Poshmark. No, they weren't. So that no. was like that was like a marketing strategy 101 screw up. And uh, we really should have just given them out to listeners over like the last year I was on the show. Be like anybody that's ever worn a shirt that I've worn out in the wild, you'll get one. <laughs> and um, there you Unwashed. go. Unwashed. Unwashed. Right. It'll, it'll reek of. <laughs> let's try to think. Curve for men. <laughs> what curve? No, I never got <laughs> curve. Uh, trying to think of something like maybe Gucci Sport. Oh, Aquadigio. <laughs> Aqua de Gio was was before, but look, you can't really knock that that fragrance because that that fragrance brought it. It, it was when effective. it was at its peak. Yeah, when it was at its peak, like that was <laughs> that was the stuff, that was the juice. But then everybody got on that train, and then you're trying to stand out. And next thing you know, you're wearing Chanel blue, and you're not even sure if you like it. But the girl at the counter told you it smelled awesome, and your pheromones are different, and you're like, All right, I'm in. <laughs> and then you go to Grant's on a Saturday, and some PA is like. Smell like a still hooker. I'm like, <laughs> what? You're like Thanks. the term is baby prostitute. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Sec- this second to last question in five <laughs> questions. Let's see. Here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is actually a two part question. Um, first off, because I don't think we ever talked about this. Did did the turntable DJ equipment in LA? Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. And I wired my my house so that I can I can have it set up. Nice. Um, but we have not yet used it. Well, I haven't really had any sort of function that would call for it. It's possible, but it's not. It's not like it used to be. Like okay, back so in na- the day, it was yeah, it was out, and you could like, oh, yeah. go up there and screw around on a Saturday if I wanted to. But so now that I know that it's not out and about, because um, that would have probably been your go-to if you you know you go out to LA, you bring a girl back to your new place. I know you put a lot of like time and effort into it. It's like exactly how you want it. Although it is still, I think, a work in progress. Um, What's the what song do you put on to impress or to, the, the go-to song to start the night when you bring a girl back to your house? Um, I'm past I'm past like the, the closing song phase. Like there, there's no in the world that I revolve in, it, it it wouldn't be a stranger coming by and me wondering if they like me and me trying to put on just the right song. The chances are I'm going to put on whatever song that I want to hear at that moment <laughs> at that point of the night. And it doesn't really matter how anybody feels about it. So mastodon. Just embrace it, yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, that, that's, uh, that's a different phase. Different phase. Sorry if I didn't give you the answer you wanted. I think we were just really looking for you to give a song for Freeze Pops to use and put in his rotation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I, it was partly my life advice question, but we figured we'd move it here and repurpose it. Tell you what, Freeze Pops, you'd be my hero if I hear about you throwing on some mid, early to mid-90s Enya. <laughs> Nice. Orinoco Flow, that's my jam. There you go. <laughs> Glad you knew it. Okay, Ryan, last one. If you went and visited a gypsy and she offered you a pill and said, if you take this pill, you will get a full head of hair. But if you ever work out again, you'll die instantly. Would you take the pill? No. I was not even close. <laughs> what about younger Ryan? Like, what about, like, right as you were losing your hair? <laughs> and you maybe weren't as jacked. I get to go. I get to go back in time. Keep your hair, but not work out. Yeah. Not, like now, we now you are who you are. Yeah. Now we know that you love to work out. Yeah, just like working out. You know what I mean. And now that the hair thing doesn't bum me out as much as being like scrawny and out of shape would, would bum me out. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if you're telling me I can go back in time and I know everything I know now, and then I, magically I'm 30 and just as I'm my hair starting to fall out, you know, that's a different thing. Because now we're talking about investment opportunities. 
I get to read the landscape. Like I get to, I've always thought about like some sort of concept. Is there a way to do this where you could do in a TV show? I think people have probably tried, but I don't know that anything comes to mind that really worked. Because I think a lot of people do that where you go like, I'll pretend in this moment you can try to guess what you think you should know. And it's like, ah, it doesn't really work either. Um, but I'm leaning no. I'm leaning no on that just because I'm uh, I'm okay, and I don't know that I'd want to go through my 30s again either. I think you look better bald than Yeah, man. I thought for sure you'd, Thanks, you'd say, yeah, definitely, I would do it. For the hair? Yeah. I'd never work out, and then I'd die? <laughs> well, yeah, but this is Ryan who was, like, on the road who would just, like, ghost the show staff yes, to go work that's out. True. Like, Good that's point. how serious he takes this. So I don't think he would just give that up. I don't think he would ever just give that up. Yeah, if you don't get a workout in, does it derail your whole day? Uh, if I don't, if I go, you know, I mean, I have to certain days and not do anything but it just it's look it's not even you know i probably should be for somebody that goes i should probably be in better shape or i should be like all sorts of things that i'm i don't know better bigger or whatever but um it's more mental than anything because you know i whenever i did the radio show all i thought about was the radio show that's all i thought about so i knew in that hour i wouldn't think about the radio show so that's why it became so important not because i hope my arms would have mass gains each year I got older. You know, like eventually I knew it was sort of going to plateau, and I've, I've plateaued now for a while. So there you go. Well, we were hoping for that update, that plateau update. Well, thanks for doing this, Ryan. You're the best. We all miss you. All right. I miss you guys too. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, putting up with the <laughs> schedule and everything. And, and sorry if the uh, navigation system in the background was acting up a little bit. <laughs> nice. You going to come out to St. Louis and hang with me and Michelle eventually? <laughs> yeah. On that note, we'll talk uh, to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Come to a cards game? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I'd like to see a cards game. Yeah, maybe. maybe You've never have. seen a Cardinals game in St. Louis? I'm, the only time I had to go to St. Louis is when I've gone to Mizzou football games, Ooh. and I was barely in St. Louis. Well, you guys come. We'll make sure you're hooked up. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Right, All right. Bye, Ryan. See ya. Take 101 ESPN on the go with the all-new 101 Sports app. See the latest videos, listen to podcasts, and join the conversation with the 101 Sports app. You guys, we've been talking about this for however long we've had the podcast, since April. We finally got Rosillo to come on the pod, so how do you think it was? I think it was great. I mean, I didn't mean to derail it in the beginning (laughs) and have him tell that long story, but it was pretty wild um, because he called me that night. Or the night after, and was like, dude, like this is what happened. And I was like, oh my god. So as soon as he got in, go into the story, I was like, oh man, we're gonna be here for a while. But it is a wild story. So hopefully people in you know thought it was you know enjoyed the story, and then I think the rest of it was great. I mean, you know, I think Ryan navigating Ryan was clearly as we said he was distracted, but Ryan's kind of always distracted, no? Yeah, he is definitely. I think the point where someone rolled up to him bumping gin and juice really, we could tell he was getting a little antsy and wanted to be done with this. But I think all in all, it was good. And I think as far as the story goes, I wish that we had more time because obviously the first time that he's coming on the podcast, we had other things we wanted to get to with him. But that's actually a story I think we could do a big deep dive on. There's so many threads there about what do you do in that situation? Which side do you take? I think he really handled it the best way he could, though. That story should be a podcast. Yeah, yeah, that could be an hour-long podcast. Definitely. Totally. Like, what was the cops' deal? Like, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a scary situation. I mean, I, I mean who knows? But uh, 
Yeah, he was because you know he and like adrenaline's probably going. You know, Ryan, like when he's like you know in his hotel room by himself, like he's in the zone. So this probably threw him. I mean, it would throw anybody off. Watching an certainly HBO throw doc. Ryan off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So now you guys, we've done it. We've had DK on. We've had Ryan on. Up next, we've got to get Will Kane. No, so I is know. this the last episode? Are we done? No more small talk now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done it. We finally got <laughs> this Rosello. Is the end goal. Is yeah. this the finale? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's been a good run. Yeah. So I guess that's the kicker. You know, surprise. Bon- <laughs> bonus info. Last pot ever. No, unfortunately, we'll keep going. <laughs> no, we'll try to get Will. We'll definitely do it. He'd be good. We'll get him one day after the show. Yeah, definitely. Quick check with you, Saruti. Uh, I know a lot of people who enjoy you on this podcast also listen to your show daily. Has uh, the tension s- <laughs> smoothed over between Will and you and Nuno and Bubba and the show staff? Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting, like I-, I-, I listen to radio shows and like, you know, you can tell when the drama is real or like just, you know, Contrived. manufactured. Yeah. 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 And and. Um, you know, we definitely don't want to do that. And Will is, you know, as you know, me and Will, whoever, because you guys have been around us and and him, like we, you know, believe everything that we say. So it was like a legit blow up yesterday. <laughs> and um, he was mad at something that I said, and I wouldn't take it back. <laughs> I think it's true. Um, and we just sort of agreed to disagree. But no, we're good. I mean, I, the best thing about the show is that like we can make fun of each other and tell each other the truth and disagree but still sort of respect each other so he was mad for a little bit he still might even be mad now but it'll blow over we're fine we're good and you could kind of tell from the dynamic of the pod that we just did with ryan like that's kind of the vibe that we all like you know oh, yeah. ryan was giving me crap you know yeah that's that's kind of my role here right i just take crap yeah i mean tom is you know kind of <laughs> you're you're the joker i guess of the group right everybody like you know you're here for the laughs and everybody can sort of use you as a jumping off point so it works it's good you know you're kind of like the stew gots like well, you're you're not quite the stew gots because i don't be a think huge compliment no i mean yeah i mean that in, in all the good ways like you are like you always need somebody like you tom who like allows everyone else to have more fun you know what i mean mm. through you stew gots so. is my ceiling professionally yeah, so yeah. Yes, that's he would huge... love to hear that you should tweet <laughs> you should. huge compliment <laughs> you already told me that i'm your ceiling <laughs> or you are my ceiling um all right steve do you have anything else for us i know we're not going to talk to you for a while i think until the new year i know what's up that's you guys a... got new year's plans what are we doing i'm headed back to boston so oh of course I'm, I'm of course i'm pumped to get home wow that's, that's quick huh yeah Going back I mean, home so soon i mean wow, look, wow, it's, a, it it's, it's a good opportunity to get back see the fam you know refresh and Going to 2019 with a good head on my shoulders, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm interested, like your, you know, your welcome back to Boston. How that's going to be? Are people going to be like, oh, is that annoying guy that moved to St. Louis? Or are they going to be like, Freeze Pops is back in town. Let's get after it. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I literally kind of just left. What was it, six, seven weeks ago? So it's not going to be like a big, you know, oh, welcome home party. Just going to see kind of the close homies, see the family, you know, go to a few Celts games. Of course, Nothing crazy. Of course. Of course. So yeah, be def- a homer, definitely get a little hammered here and there, but. You know, a little or a lot, L- yeah. A little hammered, so it'll be fun. Yeah, what, Walman, about- what do you got going on? Uh, so normally I'm a big New Year's girl, and I was actually talking with my friends. I was going to go to Argentina, and we were talking what? about going to. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> this is the first I've heard of this. Cool, cool, right, cool. I'm not going because I am now hosting a. Well, so it literally went from the conversations with my friends who I went to Italy with. Uh, one of the girls in that group is now living in South America, and she's doing. Um, 
New Year's Eve in Buenos Aires in BA and was like, you guys should come down. So my friends and I are saying, okay, can we pull this together? Should we go to BA for New Year's Eve? Then, you know, take that week off and we can go to Mendoza, do the wineries, just really get Argentina off the bucket list. And of course, we didn't do it in time. And I literally went from potentially going to Argentina with my friends to going to a couple's game night in St. Louis. <laughs> Where are we going? Um, solo stag. I'm going to oh, be the no. Dupree at the game night. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that'll be a great way to ring in 2019. But then I'm going to host um, a college football watch party. Yeah, professional uh, plug. The next day. So go. that'll be exciting. Whoa. At Westport cool. Social, everybody should come out. Yeah, meet well, and greet Michelle. <laughs> now that... That's great. I want to get back to the you you fifth. What are you fifth, seventh, ninth wheel in? How many couples are we talking? So oh, you know what? At, at first, I thought it might be fifth, but on last check, the numbers are growing. Oh, <laughs> oh see, man. that's better for you though, because if it was like if you were third wheeling it, that'd be I, that's always not really, Steve. Right? Because in like, most traditional game nights, you need even numbers to play. That's such a good point. So you're gonna have to like force one All of right. the boyfriends to sit out. No, I'll probably have to be the MC. Oh, oh you, yeah, you'd be good at that. Why don't no. you just like? Find some rando and just whatever. See how it goes. Because it's Start New Year's swiping. Eve and everyone has plans but your girl. I really <laughs> dropped the ball on this one. Everyone has plans with that special someone. And I not only do not have plans, I don't have special someone. Hence why I said I hate New Year's Eve on the, you know, whatever that pod was that we did a few weeks ago. Yeah. It is overrated. And I'm not surprised. I feel like Smallman, yeah, definitely not surprised that she's a big New Year's Eve girl. I know. And you know I'm so bummed about this, obviously. Buenos Aires. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Just doing a little B-A-N-Y-E. No big deal. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What about you, Sir Rudy? What do you got going on? Uh, what, I think I'm going out to dinner. That's about it. Not, not Nothing really crazy. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> going to a nice dinner in uh, in Connecticut. Michelle's uh, Michelle's nightmare. But yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm just pumped. You know, we're not, we don't really have shows around there. So uh, we're just, I don't know. My life is sort of simple until like the new year starts. Yeah, definitely. And you say it's my nightmare, yet that sounds much more appealing than being like the ninth wheel at a couple's game night <laughs> in Missouri. I mean, game night's dope. Solo game night at a couple's or solo play at a couple's game night, not ideal. Michelle, just drink two glasses of wine and you'll be fine. Oh, you mean I'll be hammered? That's what I mean. Yeah, Steve, a, <laughs> a quick development here is that my tolerance has really plummeted. I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> it's it's two, wild. Gla- two glasses, though, like wine. I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't drink a ton of wine, but wine bleeps me up, man. Yo, wine will mess you up. It gives me a bad hangover if I drink a lot of it. Yeah. Freeze Pops, I feel like, it's just like, a you know, he'll just drink like a bottle by himself. <laughs> no, like, you know right, what cool, Freeze Pops is, does? I not really taste it. He takes out the Franzia and he slaps the bag. That's oh, what Freeze yeah. Pops oh, would do. Oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Tour de Franzia? Sure. Yeah, I'm not above that. Slap the bag. I'll nah, slap the bag. I get it. Was it Franzia? Yeah. Franzia, so, for I'll sure. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Steve. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You guys too. Tom, enjoy Boston. What's up, 2019? 2019. Yeah, 2019, what's up? I'm coming for you. Is that a weird thing to say? Yeah, it is. Okay. So no better way to end this podcast than that. (laughs) Coming for you. Well, before we put a bow on this one, you know what time it is. The call to action. Head to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Small Talk. Give it a rating, preferably five stars. Give it a review. Like this guy, comeback season. Title, shoot or shoot, five stars. He says, I wish my wife was more like Smallman. Wow. Just really putting it out there. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what, comeback season, you may think that because you're getting me in small doses, but in real life, in actuality, you probably wouldn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you don't know Michelle, okay? Tom knows me. <laughs> Tom sees me on a daily basis, and I'm pretty sure he would never want to marry me or a clone of me. Yeah. No, you're completely right. Confirmed. <laughs>
<laughs> so so appreciate your wife this holiday season, comeback season. Thanks, as always, to Tommy Freeze Pops, to Saruti, and to Rosillo. It was so great to catch up with him. We really appreciate him taking the time out of his journey home to chat with us. And to all of the listeners out there, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. We will be back in action in 2019. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.